Hello and welcome to the latest Canby Quarterly Results podcast. I'm Gerard Starkey, SVP of Marketing here at Canby, and I'm joined by Canby CEO Christian Nylon and CFO David Kenyon. Okay, so coming to you first, Christian, Q3 is traditionally a, a, a slower quarter in terms of the sporting calendar, but in Q3 Canby posted a 12% increase in operator turnover, as well as continued commercial momentum with more partner signings and and of course, the, the acquisition of Shape Games. But bearing all that in mind, how, how do you reflect on the period? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Q3 is definitely the normally the slowest quarter of the year. I think all in all, very positive with the result. We have some uh, headwinds with this quarter, of course, especially when it comes to DraftKings leaving us. And, and we had some re- revenues coming from there. We had Euro Tournament last year. But on the other hand, on, on the tailwinds, we had a much, much stronger currency in, in uh, Americas, uh, which, of course, is a large market for us nowadays. Mm-hmm. Going forward, I mean, yeah, Q4 will be a great quarter. We now have all the soccer leagues up and running. We, we have a World Cup to look forward to. And, of course, all the, the large American sports is up and running now with the basketball starting just a week ago. Fantastic. And of course, Shape Games, you acquired in, in the quarter. I know you've spoken previously about that acquisition, but but just for the, for those who, who haven't kind of heard from you directly, can you sort of give us a bit more of the uh, the rationale behind that acquisition and, and what you expect it to do to the, to the Canby business? Yeah, I think this is a great sign for us. I think it's an area where, where we have uh, historically decided not to, to focus, especially when it comes to the native part of the front end. We were seeing an increasing demand uh, the last couple of years from uh, prospects uh, and existing customers where they really wanted to have a, a full-blown native experience. This was extremely good fit to, to our business. We have been working uh, with Shape in a few deals before and uh, knew the culture of the company quite well. So very pleased with, with getting that going. Okay, super. And Q3 was a good quarter in terms of partner signings, but just after the close of Q3, arguably uh, the largest signing of the lot was was Great Canadian Entertainment. So just sort of give us your thoughts behind why you see that as being a, a significant partner win. Yeah, I think Great Canadian, I mean, it's one of the largest gaming brands in, in the Canadian market with a very large retail presence. And, and we will uh, launch uh, on property sportsbook at 10 of our casinos in Ontario to start with. So, I mean, Great Canadian in itself is a very exciting deal for, for a Canadian market. On top of that, Great Canadian is owned by Apollo, who also have a lot of other gaming interests around the world. Uh, just having one customer that is owned by Apollo gives us a hope that it will help us in future opportunities with their other brands. Yeah, in the report, you also gave an update on your ongoing modularization strategy, and you revealed, I think for the first time anyway, that BetBuilder will be the first product you take to market as a module to be sold as a as a standalone product. So just a little bit of color on, on that decision and, and, and why you think the, the Canby BetBuilder have a, an advantage over the others that are available on the market and being used today? Yes, I think now is probably a good time to strike when it comes to, to bet builders. I think we are uh, well ahead of, of the market in general. 
one of the big reasons is that we decided from the beginning to, to do this fully integrated with, with the rest of our core sportsbook, which means that we can deliver a better user experience for the end user. We can have higher prices with, with less risk for the operator. So all in all, the end user will, will benefit from a much, much better and more exciting product. And on top of that, I would also say that we have put ourselves in, in a situation where, where we can keep on building on, on this product. I think especially when it comes to in-play and cash-out, mm-hmm. there is a lot more to do. And also I would mention that uh, with the start of MBA now, we completed the full suite of, of the American sports with, with launching uh, basketball last week uh, in time for MBA start. Excellent. And with the, the, the multi-builder functionality as well, having those multiple sports, uh, I assume, will lead to cross-sport parlays. Absolutely. And I mean, uh, it's a popular feature, which we are uh, relatively low with. So again, we have built a product that is uh, standing out on the market. And we saw some interest uh, in, in some initial talks during G2E now. So, so uh, I'm quite excited. And, and uh, th- this could be a, a great start for us to uh, acquire a new part and a new addressable market that we have not been able to, to penetrate before. Super. Okay. Thanks for that, Christian. Turning to, to you now, David. Operator turnover was up 12% and you know we saw a high trading margin at, at over 9%, but revenue fell slightly year on year. So what, what are the factors behind this slight contradiction? Yeah, the, the main point, Gerard, is that in Q3 2021, we received a large fee from DraftKings in relation to their transition away from our platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that was a fee that for a very large majority wasn't reflected in operator turnover last year. So, uh, you know, that fee was approximately 30% of our revenue in, in Q3 2021. So a huge part of, of that quarter's revenue that was obviously not there this year. Overall, we're really happy with 12% growth despite some quite tough comps. There was a tail end of their business, of DraftKings business in our turnover last year. And if you strip that out, we actually had 20% growth. Q3 last year also had the last seven matches of the Euro soccer tournament. So to get these growth numbers, we're pretty happy with that. Okay, thanks. And staying on, on Turner as well, the trend was it grew month on month throughout Q3 in line with sort of sports resuming and returning to the calendar. So how should we be looking at Q4? Should we be thinking that this will continue to build and, and turnover will continue to rise? Or would you be interested to get your thoughts on that, how we should look, look at the, the next quarter and beyond? Yeah, it's going to be a really busy quarter. You're right, the turnover did grow month on month. If you if you break our index down by the months, it was kind of 178, 205, 257 up through to September, as we saw soccer and then NFL seasons mm-hmm. uh, starting, which is, which is a great pattern for us. Obviously, October onwards, we're going to have full months of soccer and NFL. The NBA season started last week. We've got college basketball season starting mid-November. And of course, the World Cup starts mid-November, which will be a, an intensive month of football and main European soccer leagues go straight back into business straight after that. So yeah, a really busy quarter ahead and, and probably I'd expect a, a higher monthly run rate than we saw in September. Excellent. Kristen sort of um, touched on shape games, but looking at that from a financial point of view, if, if you like, um, it of course had an impact on, on the cash balance. But, but looking at the report, it appears that cash flow is looking quite healthy in Q4, not least due to recent agreement with Penn. 
so you know, how should we be looking at the cash balance? Do we expect it to be returning somewhat close to what it was in, in the end of Q2? Yeah, I think the first thing to say, it's, it's a real positive for us that we were able to, to fund the acquisition fully in cash from our strong balance sheet. So that, that was mm-hmm. that was really good. Yes, you're right. The termination fee from Penn is already received after the quarter end. So that's that's a $12.5 million kind of boost to that, that quarter end cash balance. And I think along with the strong Q4 I, I talked about and that we hope for, I think we will see a much higher cash balance at the end of Q4. Okay, and finally for you, David, um, within the report, you highlighted the underlying cost increase started to slow in Q3 and that this will continue into Q4 and and 2023. What factors led to the decision to to implement this slowdown at, at this particular point in time? It's something we've been talking about for a while. The work that we've been undertaking on automation would ultimately lead to a slowdown in headcount growth. And, and we are you know, going to start seeing the benefits of that in due course. But additionally, I'd have to say that the global economic situation is putting inflationary pressures on some of our costs. And it's really important we take a tight grip on those to make sure we can stay, stay in control of our cost base and that that cost base remains stable. That will really help the scalability of our business model to, to take effect. So I think it's a really important course of action. Okay, thanks. And, and, and coming back to you, Christian, David touched on the, the kind of the economic outlook there. It was mentioned also in your in your CEO comment with the outlook and, and, and the fact that, you know, we've got some, something of a, a cost of living crisis out there at the moment. But what impact, other than sort of that slowing slowing down of, of, of cost growth, what impact do you expect this to have on, on Cambian and even the wider market? You know, sort of out there you hear that from some that the, that the gaming market is recession proof. Is, is that your view or, or do you expect it to have some, some impact on, on the industry and, and, and Cambi? Yeah, so, so first of all, I mean, since online gaming came around in, in late 90s, it has not really been uh, any economic crisis uh, uh, like this one. So, so it's, of course, a little bit hard to know exactly uh, how this will pan out. But I would say that, I mean, most people who, who are, are gambling, I mean, they... Of course, uh, that that is uh, coming from from uh, their entertainment budget, and that is uh, the first one that uh, goes when uh, cost becomes an, an issue uh, for your uh, own personal budget. So, I struggle to see that sports betting uh, would be recession proof at all. So, I think it will have an impact on 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 our business. On a positive note, I would say that tougher times generally makes companies look at their cost and, and, and outsourcing becomes a, a more uh, viable option. So, so, so long term for Cambi, I think there is some hope that it, it will even make us more attractive among operators than we are at the moment. can also say that, I mean, Europe, of course, is, is the hardest hit when, when it comes to, to, to uh, the new economic uh, outlook. Luckily for us, we, we have a lot of, of business in uh, the Americas and that will not suffer as much as the European business, I'm, I'm sure of. But there are definitely some challenges in, in the short term. and uh, we, we need to, do, to really think about how we navigate through visa. So finally, Christian, David referenced the World Cup uh, a moment ago. Of course, it's a it's a huge event, exciting event. So, you know, how is Cambi preparing? What should we expect from Cambi and and its partners? And and what kind of impact do you think it will have on on the industry? Will, will it be sort of a little bit different being in in the winter months? 
Yeah, so first, first of all, of course, we are working on improving the, the product and, and I think you will see uh, some new additions of, of uh, some player prop. Uh, but more importantly, I think we will integrate a lot of more of these uh, player props and, and uh, other props into to, to, uh, our bet builder. The domestic leagues uh, will, of course, uh, stop for the tournament. I'm not sure how it will pan out when it comes to if a World Cup carries uh, so much weight that they, it can actually make up for all the lost opportunities of the domestic leagues. Having said that, of course, we will get more matches going forward, especially in, in January and February. But uh, I'm not sure we'll see the same kind of uplift that we usually do when, when we have uh, the World Cup in the summer. So, yeah, it's a new way of uh, looking at it, of course. Uh, the, the, the really positive thing, uh, I would say, is that normally when you have a World Cup, you, the operators get a lot of new uh, customers. And after World Cup, the domestic league starting more or less the day after the World Cup ending. I think it will be much, much easier to retain all the new acquired customers uh, from World Cup. Interesting. We'll be um, excited to see how that pans out. I think we'll, we'll wrap up there, gentlemen. So, so many thanks for, for joining me. Thanks to those listening. And we'll be back on the 22nd of, of February next year for the Q4 2022 results. Thanks again. <laughs>